But it's very difficult to be a human, period. But more so if you're a minority. It's difficult to be a woman. It's difficult to be LGBTQ. You know, before you open your mouth and start talking to all kinds of very low vibrational, hurtful things about somebody else's sexuality, maybe at work, maybe in your families or whatever it is, think about it. Think about the burden of being the other in a group filled with majorities. Put yourself in this situation. Maybe you translate that person as being weird. Are they really being weird or are they trying so hard to stay afloat? One. What's going on everyone? It's your boy Uche. It's been a while I did Uche's quick takeaway. I think it's been at least a year now and um, I felt compelled to talk about this today. I've been doing a lot of thinking. This is not something that I'm just noticing. This is something that I've been uh, thinking about for a while and I have talked about this in uh, past episodes um, but I wanted to shed light on this specifically there's a lot going on in the world we live in right now these are dark times and like i've talked about before it's only going to get worse much much worse and it has to get worse before it gets better but it definitely will inevitably get better but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be um there's so much wrong with the world right now but all of that could just disappear if we were all more emotionally intelligent Emotional intelligence is the only antidote, the true, only sustainable, permanent antidote to all of what's wrong with the world right now. And I know that a lot of us, you know, minorities, for example, whatever group of minority that you subscribe to, whether you're black, whether you're LGBTQ, whether you're a woman, whether you are uh, disabled, whether you are a foreigner, immigrant, whatever it is, I believe that these minority groups and a lot more minority groups that I don't even know much of, we have all been oppressed by the majority at some point. And as a result, we have this type of animosity and vendetta against the majority. And we're not trying to hear anything that does not incentivize or incite uh, justice and, and uh, retaliation. Which is why it's very difficult for me, especially to try to break it up to people or, you know, to explain to people that a lot of what we complain about is actually just human behavior. Racism is not synonymous to being white. Being misogynistic is not synonymous to being a, a man. Being homophobic is not synonymous to being straight. Being xenophobic is not synonymous to being um, a natural born citizen of whatever affluent country. These are human behaviors. All of these things are human behaviors. The reason why you're complaining about it, the reason why we're complaining about it is because we are on the other end of the spectrum. A lot of people, I've talked about this before, a lot of people who cry Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. The reason why you're, most people are crying Black Lives Matter is because they are on the receiving end of the suffering. I want to confidently say that a lot of these black people who are marching Black Lives Matter, if they were not black, they wouldn't give two shits about everything else going on uh, in the world or going on within the black community because it has nothing to do with them. You missed the point. Same thing too, a lot of women who complain about feminism, feminism, equality, and all of that. The reason why you are marching for feminism and equality is because you're a woman and you're affected by misogyny, by patriarchy. 
if you weren't a woman, if you were a man who was benefiting from patriarchy, you probably would not be marching and making noise and, you know, looking for equality. And even that, you also miss the point. You don't need to be part of a group to see how marginalized that group is. Like, I'm not a woman, and I consider myself a feminist. And I see the disparity when it comes to a lot of people who don't want to be associated with feminists. I know a lot of straight men, a lot of a lot of men in general don't like that term feminism because of um, the negativity that has been so associated with. But that's because a lot of people don't see the true essence of feminism, what it's supposed to bring to the table. It's actually, you know, feminism is actually a healthy thing that everyone benefits from, men included. But you don't need to be a part of a group in order for you to see why their group is oppressed and why they need uh, justice. They need, they need not even equality at this point, um, but equity. You don't need to be a part of that group. You just need emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence, for anyone who doesn't know, or EQ, is the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. That's basically what it is. This is divine love. This is the divine love that Jesus talks about in in the bible you know love your neighbor as yourself not just love your neighbor but as yourself in order for you to love your neighbor as yourself you have to get to know your neighbor you have to understand where they're coming from their pain their history their privilege and lack of then you can know how to communicate with that person then you can know how to merge with that person work with that person cohabitate with that person if you truly get to know that person truly truly get to know that person on a much deeper level emotional intelligence empathy the ability to put yourself in somebody else's situation and the sad thing is that this is not taught enough and i understand i've talked about this in the past i understand that there's a deeper spiritual reason as to why humans are not the most empathetic you know or emotionally intelligent before i get to that a lot of people, very few people in my opinion, I'm not a psychologist, very few people are naturally born with uh, emotional intelligence. There are some people who are naturally born with it. These people are people who are more in touch with their feelings, they're more sentimental. Um, these are people who are quick to cry in situations that have nothing to do with them. They're generally called the empaths. And then you have other people like myself who were not necessarily born with emotional intelligence, but you gained emotional intelligence as a result of your trauma and how much you persevered um, and chose to look at things from a healthier perspective. As a result, you start to see a much deeper, deeper, deeper sense in oneness and all. Now, this trauma that someone like me has definitely survived should not be taken lightly because this is a type of trauma that can definitely do the complete opposite, kill you, you know, or have you locked up in jail or, you know, doing some basically perpetuating the pain that puts you in that situation to begin with. But I'm generally blessed or lucky. I like to choose blessed to be one of the people that have been able to persevere as a result of my pain. And I don't have all the answers. I'm still figuring things out, I'm still growing, but I'm starting to see a whole lot more, much, much deeper, deeper oneness and all. And to go to the spiritual aspect of it, the reason why emotional intelligence or EQ is not very common in humans is, I believe every religion has a term for it, 
but Christians call it the original sin, which is basically fall from grace, as they call it. You know, when um, basically what happened when Adam and Eve got kicked out of the Garden of Eden because they went against God, you know, so they fell from grace. And as a result, um, we are now having to suffer from it. Um, but I personally, again, a lot of religions and uh, spiritual teachers and healers and whatever you want to call it, have different terms for it, but it's essentially the exact same thing. I like to call it the veil of forgetfulness. I, I, I prefer that term because to me, when I when I call it the veil of forgetfulness, it, it it's very reassuring to me, the bigger picture. It's very personal to me because I've always talked about spirituality and to me, spirituality is the oneness of all. Like we're all literally the exact same spirit, all of us. You're not able to operate as yourself if you don't have a spirit coursing through you. The spirit, think about the spirit as the battery, the charge that flows from you, okay? You're, you're, uh, the spirit is somewhere, you know, maybe metaphysically somewhere, and your brain is the receiver. And out of your mouth and out of your body, out of your actions, that spirit manifests itself. But unfortunately, because of this veil of forgetfulness, which is one of the burdens of being a human being, we forget that. And because we forget that, we see ourselves as different entities and we treat ourselves as, as such. This is why somebody is able to hurt somebody else, murder somebody else, belittle someone else, be so belligerent and so condescending and so vapid towards somebody else because you don't see the oneness. Again, this is why Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you truly see the oneness in you and that person, like if you truly see that, yeah, literally, I am that person, they are me. Like we just have a different case. We just have a different carcass. We just have a different body. But in death, we will be reunited in the exact same spirit because it's literally the exact same spirit. If you are able to see that oneness, you're less likely to be so belligerent towards that person. You're more likely to be kind. You're more likely to be patient. You're more likely to be gentle. You're more likely to be loving. These are basically the gifts of the Holy Spirit of divine love. The gift of the Holy Spirit is just one gift, divine love, which manifests itself in these different forms. Kindness, gentleness, you know, peace and all of faithfulness and all of these things. I don't remember exactly what they're called, but you get the point. When you see, because these are not things that you want to do to yourself. You want, you have your best interests at heart, right? You want to take care of yourself. You want to make sure your peace is protected, your money is protected, your health is protected and things like that. Yet we deny this somebody else. We deny somebody else of this same basic necessity because they are black, because of their skin color, because of their sexual orientation, because of their gender, because of whatever country they were unfortunate enough to be born into, because of whatever tax bracket that, you know, I don't know, they were born into. Whatever reason it is, whatever disadvantage, social disadvantage, physical disability that they have, we look down on them because we don't see that we are literally the exact same person. Again, there's a spiritual explanation to that, you know, which is the original sin or, you know, fall from grace. But like I said, I, I like to think of it as the veil of forgetfulness. But for the sake of people who are not very esoteric or who don't like deep conversation of their spiritual, whatever it is, let's look at it from a, a more understandable perspective here. Emotional intelligence. When we start treating each other as ourselves, when we start putting ourselves in somebody else's shoes, 
I'm not saying make excuses for dumb behavior. Of course, definitely uh, hold people accountable. Absolutely. If anyone who knows me knows that Uche, I definitely will hold you accountable if, if you try to be slick, for sure. But it's never coming from anywhere with condemnation. It's coming from a place of pragmatism because, you know, just like I, you should expect me to hold you accountable, I expect you and the world to hold me accountable because life is a process and we're all going through this. We're all healing. We're all growing, hopefully, to die fulfilled, to die, you know, on our deathbed, to be like, yo, we did it, all of it, we did it. You know, whatever God brought us into this world for, we've been able to persevere and nothing scratched our soul, nothing tainted our soul. We did it. Let's go. We need to start learning to put ourselves in people's situations. You know, not everything is out to get us. Not every white person is racist and not every white person should be racist. If, you, if you're a white person who comes from a racist household, maybe your parents are racist or your ancestors or whatever it is, you don't have to emulate that. Put yourself in the situation of the other person, the other black person. Yes, you know, they may come off as aggressive, but think about it. Put yourself in a situation. Imagine what it feels like to be born and raised in a country by people who didn't have much, historically have been marginalized, you know, and, and, and even in society still marginalized. It's very difficult to be a black person. It's very difficult to be a minority. It's very difficult to be a human, period. But more so if you're a minority, it's difficult to be a woman. It's difficult to be LGBTQ. You know, before you open your mouth and start talking to all kinds of very low vibrational, hurtful things about somebody else's sexuality, maybe at work, maybe in your families or whatever it is, think about it. Think about the burden of being the other in a group filled with majorities. Put yourself in this situation. Maybe you translate that person as being weird. Are they really being weird or are they trying so hard to stay afloat? Or are they trying so hard to not let the fire that is inside of them or whatever is left of that fire that God has given them, uh, has birthed them with, quench. And your hurtful words, your, your very low vibrational words, your lack of support, and you don't have to support people, by the way, but don't add to people's misery. Don't add to their pain. Your hurtful words and your hurtful actions could truly be the last straw that breaks the camel's back. You have no idea what people are going through. So let's practice some empathy because like it or not, you will be reunited with them. You have to understand in a continuum of existence, infinity, you can't even begin to compare your finite existence as a human being with infinity. This is, life is gone. Like I still have memories of when I was nine years old and I'm 30 years old today. It feels like it was just yesterday. Guess what? When I'm 60, if I live that long, it will feel the exact same way. Gone just like that. And just like your spirit was one with everything before you were born, your spirit will be reunited with everything else after you're gone. How shameful would it be for you to come to find out that you were actually hurting yourself? That one time you were laughing at somebody for dressing weird, that was you making fun of yourself. That one time that you were hating on somebody because they're a woman, because they're gay, whatever reason, that was you hating yourself. This is why I've always said that we need to uh, revamp our education system. We do need to, not just in America, but all throughout the planet, like literally every corner of the earth. We need to teach people to start loving more. We need to teach each other to start putting ourselves in each other's situations. A lot of what we complain about is human. 
It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about how much money you have or whatnot. It's not about who you're sleeping with or who you're not sleeping with. None of that. These are just human behaviors, manifestation of the ego. The ego tries to tell you that you are superior to somebody else because of whatever advantage, social advantage, socially constructed, socially constructed advantage that you have over the other person. But put yourself in their position. Think for a second. Imagine if the table were to be flipped. How would you like it? Anyway, that's the end of today's rant. Um, it's just something to get people to think. Think about things from a much deeper perspective as opposed to being quick to throw hands and point fingers and be like, yeah, they did that because they're straight. They did that because they're white, because they're, I don't know, black, because whatever reason it is. And look at it from a totally different perspective. It's human. We're all susceptible to the ego. It just latches onto us differently. And the more we start loving each other and seeing each other, you don't have to proclaim your love or kiss ass or anything like that. But the more we start seeing bits of us in other people, the more we start seeing the oneness of and all, the more we start seeing that we are basically the same spirit. We're the same, really. We, we are. We're susceptible to the exact same thing physically, mentally and spiritually. The better for us. Because like it or not, I know NASA is trying to find a different habitable planet. This is the only planet we got. And we have to share this. We have to. We have to share the same resources. We have to share the same air. We have to share the same food, the same opportunities. We have to share the same thing. We have to share the same space. There may be something about me as a human being, aka my distortion, that doesn't sit well with your own distortion. That's okay. Love me from afar. Okay? Limit encounter. You don't have to, every time I invite you somewhere, you don't have to take that invitation and vice versa. You know, there may be something about you and I'm speaking from a human perspective. There's something about so many people that I know that mm, doesn't really sit well with me. This is why when I do my, my cost benefit analysis in certain situations, I'm like how much is it going to cost me to be in this situation versus how much am I going to be benefiting from? If it's costing me too much, then I will love you from afar or I'll limit encounter or I will not take up that invitation. It is not anything necessarily low vibration or it's not malicious. It's just that I'm trying to protect my own peace. Because your distortion plus my distortion is just not healthy for any one of us. And it's just going to create a lot more pain, a lot more low vibration into the world. And we don't need any more of that. We need to start being honest. Again, emotional intelligence or EQ. The ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. This does not mean kissing ass. This does not mean lack of accountability. On the contrary, it's accountability, but with love but with love. Thank you.